0: I love the book of Acts. I'm so excited that we're going through this book together. And uh, last week, we learned that the early church was not committed to unity. They were committed to Christ. We learned that biblical unity is when you're willing to give your heart, your time, your compassion, and your stuff. The stuff that you really need, even to the point that it hurts to bless other believers. That is what unity is according to God's word. And unity is when you're, when you're more interested in building the kingdom than your own kingdom. Unity is when you're willing to surrender your own desires and plans to move to the next level with God. You know, when we surrender our desires and plans, that's when God can use us the most powerfully. We also learned that to live in true unity with other brothers and sisters in Christ, it doesn't matter where they worship. It's the same Jesus, you guys. So it doesn't matter if it's the, the the Catholic church, the Baptist church, the I, I can name all the churches, you get what I mean, it's the same Jesus. And that's what's important. We're all part of the kingdom of God. And and it's important that we have all of those different movements because not everybody fits in the same place, right? One of you agree with me. Thank you. I appreciate that. So, um, if, you, if you've missed part of this series, I want you to know it is available. You can just go online. Again, you don't even need our app. You can, you can go to thepeoplechurch.com and you can listen to our old messages there as well if you want to get caught up that way. Well, today we're on part four. And and part four, the the focus is on compassion. And recently as a church, we had the opportunity to participate in supporting another child foundation. It's a local foundation. And you guys gave so generously. You gave uh, actually in order for the shipping to be covered. You also gave I think over 50 pairs of shoes. Um, There are kids on the other side of the world that are going to be blessed because of your giving. And and your compassionate heart in doing it. And almost daily, I notice that there are people around me who have needs. Anybody else notice that? That there are people around us who have needs? Yeah. Yep. And, and so often, the real need, the root need, is that they need Jesus. That's, there, there might be something that's practical that you see on the surface, but the reality is most often it's Jesus that they need. It's the power and the presence of the Holy Spirit in their life that they need. And sometimes um, I will notice that, that uh, there are people around me that have those needs um, that years ago, before I came to know Jesus... I I came to know Jesus when I was 23. And I remember what my life was like without Jesus. And it was not pretty. But at that point in my life, I did not notice other people who had needs. In fact, all I noticed was me before I came to know Jesus. And after coming to know him, the Holy Spirit did some things in my life and in my heart. I began to recognize there are other people in the world. Imagine that right? Um, but I, what would happen is when I saw those people that had needs before Jesus, I just really didn't even look at them. I didn't pay attention to them. I didn't notice they were there. And now it's rare that I don't see them. And when I do see them, I have to ask the Holy Spirit, show me, do I, do I need to respond to that person? How do I respond? What can I do? And the truth is, uh, even last night I woke up praying for some people that have needs that that don't even live in Princeton, but the Holy Spirit put it on my heart. Um, God places us where we are. He places the people who are in our lives for a reason. It is not a coincidence. It's not an accident. It's because he wants to use us to reach out in compassion and in love to meet their need. I'd like you to watch just a short video with me. You see, one of the things that I love about the book of Acts is that it is the sole book in the New Testament that does not have a conclusion. If you read the other books, they all have conclusions aside from the book of Revelation. And that means that we are to be living the book of Acts today. It means it's a part of our lives today. God is calling us to be light, to be love, to be compassion to the people we come in contact with every day, whether it's at work, it's in our neighborhoods, whether it's in the marketplace. You know, compassion, though, without the gospel has no value. Compassion without the gospel has no value. And understand what I'm saying in this. If a real solution is not offered... Nothing will change in the lives of the people who are struggling. Often I see people who need physical healing. Occasionally they need emotional healing. And sometimes the Holy Spirit prompts me to stop them and to ask them if I can pray for them. Most often they will allow me to do that. Here's the thing, if the Holy Spirit lays it on your heart to stop someone and ask them if you can pray for them, if there's something you can do for them, they are likely to respond yes. In fact, over the years, I'm not even sure I can count a handful of people that I've asked if I could pray for them that said no over nearly 30 years of following Jesus. You see, if we will just ask, if we will just take the time, if we will just have the compassion, The Holy Spirit will use us to bring change in their life. And it's always amazing to me to see the look on their face when they see that someone actually cares, that someone stopped and took the time, even when they didn't know them, to say, hey, are are you okay? Is there something I could do to help you? Could I pray for you about your situation? You see, everybody, everybody wants to be loved, don't they? Everybody wants to be recognized as a human being and to have value. So when we do that, when we go to them and we see, we say, I see you. Not, not I see your disability or I see your struggle. I see, but I see you. And can I help you? Can I pray for you? Is there something I can do? And We all have these kinds of opportunities daily. And I think if we think hard about it, we can probably remember times this past week where we might have had an opportunity and we missed it. Perhaps we thought we were too busy or we didn't have time or maybe, you know, you saw someone who was, who was looking for money, they needed money, and you actually just didn't even have any money with you. I mean, you, you passed by that situation because you thought you couldn't help. And I would encourage you even in that, when, when someone is looking for money and that's all they're looking for, if you offer to pray for them, a very high percentage of the time they're going to say, yes, you can pray for me. There are opportunities for us that we pass up every day. What I wonder is, are we taking advantage of these God opportunities because that's what they are. They're God opportunities. And when I, when I, I think about it, I think about, you know, after we found Jesus, after we had our hearts filled With the Holy Spirit, after our lives were restored, did we forget that there are other people out there who are like we were before Jesus? You know, I think as followers of Jesus, we kind of get caught up in our in our own thing and and we're we're living the life. Jesus has blessed us so abundantly, and there's nothing wrong with acknowledging that he's blessed us abundantly and giving God glory for that, but I think we forget there are people all around us that we work with that are in our neighborhoods that we come in contact with who don't know Jesus. And again, I think of, I think of me at 23 and the mess I had made of my life before meeting Jesus. And I think about how much I needed Jesus, and I didn't know that was what I needed In fact, I didn't know Jesus was the answer to all of my difficulties. I knew there was a guy who bugged me every week and he asked me to come to church week after week after week. And I said to him, no, no, no. And finally, the last time when I said, yes, I'll go tonight, but don't ever ask me again. And that was the night I met Jesus. See, here's the thing. These people that are around us, they don't even know that it's, it's not their financial problem, it's not their physical sickness, it's not their emotional struggle that is what they need healed and restored. What they need is their relationship with Jesus healed and restored, and then those other things come into place afterwards. Our passage today that we're going to look at is in Acts chapter 3, and so I encourage you to turn there if you have a Bible with you, or if you have a Bible app on your phone or your device, it'll be on the Sky Bible behind me. And this passage today, it finds a couple of the apostles on their way to worship. Peter and John are on their way to go to the daily prayer meeting, actually is what it tells us, and on their way there... Their hearts are stirred by the Holy Spirit to take a God opportunity and to change someone's life. Acts chapter 3, join me if you will. It says, Peter and John went to the temple one afternoon to take part in the three o'clock prayer service. As they approached the temple, a man lame from birth was being carried in. Each day, he was put beside the temple gate, the one called the beautiful gate, so he could beg from the people going into the temple. Can you imagine being that man? That man who likely from birth had some type of a disability that caused him to not be able to work and to have people haul him to that gate every day so that he could beg in order to have Food in order to have what he needed. And can you imagine the shame that he probably felt as well having to do that? It goes on to say, when he saw Peter and John about to enter, he asked them for some money. Peter and John looked at him intently and Peter said, look at us. What that tells me is this man who was down on the ground begging was like this. He was holding his bag or his, whatever he had to put the money in. He was not making eye contact. He was just saying, help me. And he wouldn't make eye contact with him. He did not feel valuable enough as a human being to make eye contact. Peter says, look at us. And then it says, the lame man looked at them eagerly, expecting a gift. So the man looked up, and he made eye contact. Suddenly, he had been noticed that he existed. You know, one of the things I learned in the last couple of years of of working with homeless people, do you know that homeless people, first of all, there are homeless people here in Princeton, There are homeless people all around us, you guys, and we don't notice them. Now, before I worked with homeless people, I will admit to you, I most often did not notice them. In fact, even sometimes when I did notice them, the first thought in the back of my mind was, why don't they get a job? What's wrong with them? Are they lazy? And what I didn't understand after working with homeless people for a couple years is that most of them can't keep a job. Even if they could get a job... They can't keep it because there are emotional disabilities or physical disabilities. There are reasons that they're homeless, and it's not because they're lazy. Well, here's the thing. You know, people just want to be acknowledged. And, And as I met these men that I worked with and talked with them, what I began to learn is all they wanted was someone to acknowledge that they existed, that they had value. And, and that's what everybody wants. We all, all want to have someone acknowledge that we have value. And, and I, I think of this situation with this man, and he looks up eagerly expecting a gift. But then he's like, you saw me. And then he's like, oh, you're going you're gonna to fill my, my thing with money. And then Peter says to him, I don't have any money for you. But I'll give you what I have in the name of Jesus, Christ of Nazareth, get up and walk. This man didn't know what he needed was Jesus. He thought he needed money. What he needed is Jesus. Peter saw that was what he needed. And then it says he took it even a step further. And this is where I believe God wants us to be active in the lives of the people that we have contact with every day. Peter took the lame man by the right hand and he helped him up. So not only did he say get up, he helped him get up because the guy didn't think he could. He didn't didn't know what God was doing in him. And as he did, the man's feet and ankle bones were healed and strengthened. He jumped up, he stood on his feet, and he began to walk. Can you imagine the astonishment not only for that man, but for everybody who had seen him at the beautiful gate his whole life? And then, walking, leaping, and praising God, he went into the temple with them. All the people saw him walking, and they heard him praising God. And when they realized he was the lame beggar they had seen so often at the beautiful gate, they were absolutely astounded. Now know this. God healed that lame man, and that lame man was blessed by it. And obviously, he's up leaping, he's walking, he's excited about what God did in him. But did you notice in that passage, all of the people who noticed God do it? You see, when these things happen, when God does these miracles, it's not just for that person. It is for the people around them to see that there is hope, to see that God is still healing, still delivering, still providing. And guys, he still is doing that today. That never ceased. It did not stop. We might have stopped looking for it, but it never ceased, You know, in in Luke's days, beggars and sick people lay around the gates and the pools of Jerusalem. Some of them did it their whole life, and most likely that's what happened with this man. Crippled from birth, he probably was passed by thousands of times by people who were going to worship. Religious people who were going to seek the face of God walked by this man blindly thousands of times. And I say that because I believe that we can sometimes get caught up in what we have in Christ and we forget that other people need it as well. Not you guys, it's a church down the street. <laughs> but it, you understand what I'm saying, right? I'm still guilty of it, you guys. I have to, I have to ask the Holy Spirit daily. Holy Spirit, give me... Your eyes help me to see people like Jesus sees them instead of getting caught up in my own stuff. And it's likely that Peter and John passed this man by many times. You know, it talks about how they were going to the prayer meeting and it was a regular thing for them to do. They likely passed this man many times and just didn't even notice him. How many times do we do that? We pass by someone who might need prayer. But something was different in this time. Something was different this time. And this time, as Peter and John passed by this man, for some reason, Peter saw this man with different eyes. For some reason, Peter listened to the voice of the Holy Spirit. He saw that this man needed Jesus, and he acted on it. The Holy Spirit gave Peter the boldness and the confidence to not only pray for this man, but to reach out and grab his hand and help him up so that the man could see that he was healed. You know, sometimes God opens our minds, he opens our eyes and our hearts to see people the way he sees them. And I believe we should be asking God to open our eyes to see people the way he sees them every day. I'm not even sure how many opportunities I may have missed this week myself by either being too busy or too focused on something I had to do next. And Here's the thing. You know, once... Once we do this, once we ask God to give us Holy Spirit eyes, once we ask him to show us, to help us see them as Jesus sees them, and then we act upon that, when we respond in obedience, he gives us more of those opportunities. It happens again and again and again. And each time we respond in obedience, we get an opportunity to be a part of, of what God is doing. And how exciting is that? What if one of those times you stop in Walmart and you pray for somebody because the Holy Spirit lays it on your heart and God instantly heals them? How cool would that be? You guys would be okay with that? Yeah. I mean, I'm not saying it's gonna happen every time. But what if it did happen every time? You know, that's God's deal, that part. Understand, it's not even about how you pray. It's not about your skills in presenting the gospel. All it is is you being obedient to be the channel and then allow the Holy Spirit to do his work. You put it in the Holy Spirit's hands. You say, okay, God, I'm gonna pray for this person. And now it's up to you. And then you wait to see what God does. I, don't know, I think it'd be pretty cool if all around Princeton and in the forty-mile radius, people were getting healed because people from People Church were praying for them. I'd I'd be okay with that testimony. <laughs> how many times? How many times do we have the conversation? How are you? And the response is, I'm great, or I'm okay, or I'm great, <laughs> but, but truly, you know, we're so afraid of being transparent and talking about what is really going on in our heart and our mind and our spirit, and friends, if there were any place it's safe to have that conversation, it's here. My dream, my goal as your pastor is that this is a place where you feel safe to be transparent That you could come in and someone could say, how are you? And you could say, you know, I've had kind of a crappy week. I really need prayer for this. Guys, that's what the body of Christ is all about. But let's take that a step further. It shouldn't just be here. It should be everywhere we go. I mean, how many times someone says, I'm great, and you just sense, you feel in your feeler. I don't think they're great. I, I think something else is going on. How often do we stop and say, you know, you said you're great, but are you really? Is everything okay? And you know, I'd be I'd be willing to guess that a multiple of times when you feel that and you sense it, and then you respond and you ask them, you're gonna find they're gonna respond back and say, you know. I did say I was great, but really, actually, this is going on. And they're going to share something in their life. And then what's even cooler about that is not that they're going through something difficult, but what they share with you again and again and again, what happens is it's something you at some point in your life with your relationship with God that you went through and he walked you through that situation and you survived it. You see, he brought you to that person at that time, in that moment, to care enough, to love them enough, to say, Look at me and tell me what's really going on in your life. And then you get to share with them how God either healed you, or delivered you, or provided for you, or that you know someone that you saw God do that in them. God put that situation together. It's not a coincidence, it's not an accident. But we have to take the step. We have to take the first step. We have to to recognize that they might need help. We need to have compassion and to think about what might be going on in their lives. We're going to look in 2 Corinthians. And just so you know that I'm not making this stuff up about us, you know, having things go on in our life that God uses those things later to bless other people there's this passage in the bible that talks about that second corinthians and chapter 1 verse 3 it says all praise to the god and father of our lord jesus christ he is the source of every mercy and the god who comforts us he comforts us in all our troubles so that we can comfort others. When others are troubled, we will be able to give them the same comfort God has given us. I will tell you this. There have been some things I've gone through in my life that I never want to go through again. And God has used some of those things to bless other people when I've had an opportunity to talk with them. And I could say, you know what? God healed me in this area. He restored me in this area. God delivered me in this area. And you have those things as well. Any, anybody else in this room ever have trouble? <laughs> okay, the rest of you who are lying, I know. <laughs> I know that you have troubles. We all have them. God's word says we will have troubles. We will have troubles. Not that he's inflicting them upon us, but that they happen. We live in a broken world full of sin and people make bad choices and those bad choices affect us. We have troubles. But God helps us through them and he doesn't do it just for us. Yes, we get blessed by it, but He does it so that we will bless others who are gonna come across our path in the future. And man, some of those things like, I could say, gosh, God, you know, uh, 41 years ago when I went through that horrible thing in my life, I had no idea you were gonna use it today to bless someone. You know, I, I grew up in a home where there was sexual abuse and physical abuse and emotional abuse. I would never ask that to be put on anybody. And I sure wouldn't want to go through it again. But God did healing and restoration in my life. And there's countless people that I've talked to that maybe grew up in the same situation where I can say to them, you know what, there is hope, there is healing, there is restoration. God can help you with this situation. So when I was going through it all back then, I sure didn't know where I was going to be today. And I'm going to be truthful with you. If I had known that then, I still wouldn't have done the happy dance. <laughs> so, but, but we're going to have those troubles. We're going to have difficulties because God wants to use us to bless others. He comforts us in our troubles. He heals our hearts. He heals our minds. He heals our bodies. So we can turn around and comfort others, and we can heal them in the name of God. We can heal them in the name of Jesus. The Holy Spirit can move in their life. You know, needy people are all around us. At our home, at our work, in our neighborhoods. There are people, people who have needs. But I, but I also want to season this with something. And that is this. We need to have Holy Spirit wisdom We need to ask the Holy Spirit for direction. We need to say, Holy Spirit, is this a person you want me to help? Is this someone you want me to intervene in their life? Because know this, um, not every needy person is a mandate for ministry. And that may sound a little bit heartless, and that's not my intention. But but we need to go to that situation with the Holy Spirit's wisdom, with God's direction in that. Because sometimes there are people who are needy that we will just be enabling them. We're not really helping them. We're helping them for a moment in time, but we're not really helping them. And guys, God's plan is not for us to help them just in a moment. His plan is for us to help them for an eternity. His plan is for there to be restored relationship there that needs to take place. Again, we need to ask the Holy Spirit for direction in that. But, um, you know, it's okay. It's okay to ask them, If I'm able to help you with this, what will you do next? It's okay to ask that question. You know, if they're genuinely asking you for help, it's okay to say, okay, you know what, I've prayed about this, I think I can help you with this, but I'm wondering what will you do next? And then how could I help you so that you're not in this position again? Is there something I could do? Is there someone I could connect you with? Is there some way we can get you out of this cycle so that you're not in the same place next month? It's okay to ask those questions. That's not unloving at all. I think it's probably the most loving thing you could do is to try to help them beyond the moment of just a handout because people don't need just a handout. They need more than that. So when the time's right, if we're, if we're open to Holy Spirit's leading, he'll show us who to help, just like he did with Peter and John. And then it's our responsibility to be obedient and to step in to help. And you know what? Sometimes it will be a financial thing. Sometimes it will be a prayer thing. Sometimes it will be we'll have to actually physically take some time and go with them and help them do something time that's valuable to us, but God's going to give us an opportunity to speak into their life, to come alongside them, and to help them. If we ask God for Holy Spirit eyes, for the ability to see people the way Jesus sees them, if we ask for his direction and his instruction in who to help and how to help them, and then we're obedient, we will see the kingdom of God grow. We will see people come to know Jesus. We will see people healed. We'll see people delivered. Because that's part of his plan. So what does this mean to you? Have you asked God to open your eyes like he did Peter's on that day? Have you ever really prayed and asked God to, to give you the eyes of Jesus, the ability to see people the way Jesus sees them. Do you often notice the needs of others? I would tell you this, if you're a person who often notices the needs of others, the Holy Spirit is trying to tell you something. He's saying, hey, you need to go and see if you can help that person. If you're noticing that, he's giving you A God opportunity to be a part of the miraculous in somebody's life. Do you use excuses to avoid the risk and the expense of helping others? You use the excuse, I I don't I don't have enough money. I don't have enough time. I don't know God's word well enough. I'm not sure I'm comfortable praying. Do we we use excuses instead of just being obedient to the Holy Spirit's leading? And do you allow God to use your heart to produce compassion in you for others? Do you let the Holy Spirit do that in you? Do you let the Holy Spirit break your heart for people? Well, let's stand up, and we're going to close this morning. Here is what I hope and I dream and I believe as your pastor that get to be here is that, that we will become like the church in the book of Acts. That we will be the people who will stop and pray for people. We will be the people who will believe in God's power and his ability to deliver and to heal and to provide. That we'll be the people who, who know God's word <laughs> so that we can hear God's voice and so that we can do what he's called us to do. That we'll be that, we'll be that people. That will be instruments of healing and hope every day. I, I pray that, that we who are a part of People Church That we would be on the lookout for God opportunities. We'd be looking for God opportunities every day. And then, here's the thing that's so cool about that, you guys when we do it and we listen to the Holy Spirit and we're obedient, we take advantage of a God opportunity, and then we come the next Sunday and we go, you know what? This was so mind blowing. I was down at John's barbecue pit. And I saw someone who looked like they needed prayer and I asked them and I prayed for them and God healed them. Wow, you guys are so excited about that opportunity. <laughs> I guess you weren't in my mind and my heart while I was saying it. But wouldn't that be awesome? Yeah. yeah. Not not that that we did that, but that the Holy Spirit did it, that God did it, that we could be able to proclaim to this region, to this community God is still doing these things because he is. And he's just waiting for us to take the first step. He's waiting for us to have the compassion and the love of Jesus to do it. We take that little step, he does the big stuff. We just get out of the way. I pray that that's who we are. I pray that we'll take godly risks to heal the lives of others. And as always, we will love God, we'll love people, we'll be an active part of building his kingdom here in this region. Father, this morning, I thank you for these beautiful people. I thank you for the way you have made each and every one of them. I thank you for the things that you have healed them from, the things you've delivered them from. God, the ways that you've provided for their needs miraculously, God, I thank you for the ways you are going to do those things. There are people in this room today who need physical healing. God, I ask you to heal them. Lord, I ask even that before end of this day, they would notice a physical healing has taken place in their body. God, those who need miraculous provision, I ask that you would miraculously provide today and they would notice and they would see how it came from you. And God, we look forward to the testimonies of you moving in this region, in Princeton, in this area for 40-mile radius, that this would be just like the book of Acts in this region, that we get to be a part of it. God, I ask that you bless these today, that you encourage them, strengthen them, provide for them until we see each other again. In Jesus' name, amen.